Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Positively Midwest Podcast. My name is Steve Jerns, and across from me, as always, is my lovely wife, Catherine. Oh, thank you, my lovely husband, for having me. You're so welcome. So tonight's episode, today's episode, whatever midday episode you're listening to this on, is episode 69 of Positively Midwest. We have made it thus far, and it's pretty cool. So I thought, um, first off, this is the first Cat and Steve episode for a minute. Yeah, for like ever. And so I thought uh, we have something that we've been graced with, if you will, an opportunity, if you will, uh, especially an opportunity for growth. And, uh, you know, who knows where these speeches will come in the future as positively Midwest continues to grow. But we have been asked to MC, if you will, an event in... Uh, well tomorrow but when you hear this it will happen last night it'll be over yeah (laughs) so that's kind of crazy so we're like time traveling with you whoa so anyways i'm sure we'll do some kind of post update on how that went because it will be a phenomenal experience and it's going to be crazy it is an opportunity to grow and uh uh i have been nervous in the past to do public speaking i'm not sure how Catherine feels about that you know, I was raised as a 4-H girl where I had to do public speaking all the time. And and I lectured in church in high school and I did all that singing stuff. And so you would think like I should be used to it. I have lots of experience in it. And I can talk and woo and do all the things with about anybody. But heaven forbid, I know that as soon as I'm going to get there, you're going to be hearing this with my papers in my hand. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, it's tough to say, but... Uh... I don't know. So what I figured was, let's do an episode that is directly influential on what we're going through, which we want to learn with the listeners sometimes anyways. So as I like to do, I looked up an article from speakingoutaboutpresenting.com, which is the three causes of public speaking, fear, and what you can do about them. This is going to be good for us. Yes, so uh, fear of public speaking often feels like it hits you out of nowhere, but I'm going to suggest that there are three distinct causes of speech anxiety. These three different causes of speaking anxiety relate to the three different areas of the brain. The old brain, it's called this in neuropop books, but is more correctly called the hindbrain, midbrain, and the newbrain, again, more correctly called the forebrain. Note, I have edited this edited this paragraph to make it more scientifically accurate. Thank you to Zen Falks, who commented on my previous description. <laughs> my descriptions are, are a simplification of the science. In particular, the parts of the brain all interact with each other, so it's not strictly correct to say that just one part of the brain causes nervousness. But I think it's a useful model in which, help you, in which to help you understand your fear of public speaking and work out the best way to reduce it. So there's just this uh, little... Excuse me, this little picture that uh, is the side of a head, and it's got new brain, mid brain, and old brain, and shows you where they are. Mm. So, you know, I like to, as I'm currently going through also the um, the Science of Happiness um, courses, but I like to break down the science, and to me, it makes it more uh, proven, you know, that this is something that everyone probably goes through. Or it explains why some people, you know, have it differently. 
So anyways, uh, they start off with the old brain nervousness. Your old brain is the part of your brain that is consistently scanning the environment, looking for threats. Survival is what matters to the old brain. Many people suffer from old brain nervousness. In prehistoric times, being part of a group was essential to our survival. So one of the threats to our survival was being kicked out of the group. You might get... What might get you kicked out? Standing out in some way, saying something offensive or stupid, or not performing up to expectations. Fast forward to now, you're standing in front of that group, ready to open your mouth, and your old brain goes, metaphorically, Oh no, this is a threatening situation. If you say something stupid, you might die. It's no longer true that you might die, but your old brain doesn't know that. Your old brain activates your survival system. Fight, flight, or freeze. When it comes to public speaking, the most common reactions are flight or freeze. Flight. You avoid public speaking, if at all possible. If you do have to speak, speak as fast as possible so that you can get through it as quickly as possible. (laughs) Freeze. You feel stiff and artificial as you speak. Your mind goes... Blank. Here's what you can do about this type of nervousness. One, like most things we talk about, accept nervousness. This type of nervousness may happen every time you speak, except that the nervousness may be your ever-present companion. If you fight your nervousness, example, say to yourself, I shouldn't be nervous. See new brain nervousness below. You'll make it worse. In this post... How to use your fear of public speaking to make you a better speaker. I've written about three specific ways to accept your nervousness. Two, get used to it. You may suffer from nervousness less you gain more experience presenting. That's because your old brain has gradually realized that this public speaking thing is possibly not that life-threatening. So desensitize yourself. Take every opportunity to speak in front of a group. Yeah, because, you know, the more and more you continue to push yourself outside your box, the better you will become. You know, you you test yourself, okay? But that's how you're going to get out of your funk and do it. You know, I am like, I do best if I have things memorized. So when I would do public speaking for 4-H, you know, I'd have my cards and I would memorize that thing to a T. If I would have dropped a card, I would have had no problem. To a T, I could have had that speech done okay so now I went to when I started soulful creations and I had to get up and do the spiel in front of all this group of ladies every time I wrote it down exactly how I wanted to put it and then I memorized it and I wrote it out exactly and I said it verbatim every time to a t so the more and more you practice the better you are like even now if I have to go and talk to somebody I'll practice and practice and practice in my head how it's going to say never usually comes out that way but the more you do it the more confident confident you feel going into the situation number two midbrain nervousness our emotions are regulated by the midbrain in conjunction with other parts of your brain your midbrain will make you nervous when you're reminded of a previous nerve-wracking experience so if you had an experience at school where you were humiliated in front of your classmates or suffered an embarrassing mid-blank in an important presentation Those strong emotional memories may come back to haunt you. 
that's one thing I can say from my own personal experience is a lot of times people, you know, like, uh, I'm funny and class clown type guy and, you know, can always, uh, depending on the size of the room, it seems at some point control the room as far as that phrase goes, but public speaking does make me nervous and I am nervous for tomorrow, but I'm accepting that nervousness and now we're going to continue to learn here. So... If you can readily identify a previous experience, which is causing you to be nervous now, the most important thing to do is rationally elevate how, evaluate, excuse me, how bad it was. If you continue to tell yourself that it was terrible, awful experience, it will continue to create nervousness for you into the future. So rationally evaluate how awful it was. What were the consequences of it? Here's an exercise I use on our courses to help people Put these experiences in perspective. You can do this now. Number one, think of that nerve-wracking presentation experience. Number two, how awful was it on a scale of zero to 100%? Number three, imagine your little finger has just been cut off in an accident. Number four, how awful is that on a scale of zero to 100%? Number five, and now how awful is that nerve-wracking experience compared to losing your finger? Whoa. That's interesting. Okay. Mm. Speakingaboutpresenting.com. So most people revise the (laughs) off. Sorry. (laughs) Most people revise the awfulness of their nerve-wracking experience from somewhere near 100% to somewhere near 0%. They would prefer to relive relive that nerve-wracking presentation experience rather than lose their little finger. The loss of the finger helps put into perspective, if you're happy to lose your little finger, imagine losing your hand or the finger or the hand of a loved one. At some point, you'll gain some perspective here. The rational reality is that most of the things that happen to us in presentations are not that bad. They're nothing compared to the other things that can happen to us in life, like relationship breakups, loss of a loved one, and serious health issues. The most serious consequences of a presentation going badly are losing a large sale, an election or other contest, or your job, though I've never heard of someone losing their job because of one bad presentation. These consequences are disappointing, but not catastrophic. In fact, they could be called what? Teachable moments. See, now I think my biggest fear is tripping and falling down on stage. I think that's it. So I was... (laughs) Yeah, I thought of that a little. You know, I went to go buy some shoes today for the occasion, and I was being very methodical and trying these shoes on. With all fear of going, I'm going to be active walking around. This is not going to be an event where I'm just going to be sitting and barely being seen. I'm going to be walking around, engaging people. So hopefully I pick shoes that I don't biff it. (laughs) I think you'll be fine. I was going to get some blue tennis shoes because my suit coat is blue. (laughs) So I think those would have been cool, by the way. They... Would not have gone whatsoever. (laughs) I know, but they would have been something that I would do. So. You guys, I can't wait. I can't wait for you guys to see the pictures. I'm so excited about Steve's suit. Like, so excited. It's going to be awesome. 
Number three, new brain nervousness. The new brain is the conscious thinking part of your brain. Most of us have patterns of thinking that contribute to our nervousness. You can reduce your nervousness by exploring your patterns of thinking. This is part of the basis of cognitive behavioral therapy. One of the most common patterns of thinking that contribute to the fear of public speaking are demands. Here's an example of how they operate. A few weeks ago, I was running a training course. I knew that the CEO would be one of the participants. I felt myself get a little nervous as we were setting up. When we walked into the room, I got hot and my heart started racing. Why would I react this way? I have a demand ground. I have a demand around CEOs. It goes something like this. CEOs are really important and I must have their approval. My demanding thought made me nervous. What was the result? I messed up the instructions for a simple exercise that we do at the beginning of every course and that I've done perfectly hundreds of times before. Here are some common demands people have about presenting in public speaking. I must be interesting and engaging. I mustn't leave anything out. I mustn't waffle. I mustn't show I'm nervous. I've got to be able to answer every question. These demands make you nervous because you can't guarantee that the demand will be met. To reduce their power, rationally analyze the truth and usefulness of these demands. For example, with my CEO demand, I can see that it's not essential that a CEO approve of me. I don't demand that everybody approves of me, and it's irrational to demand that a CEO must approve of me. I can also see that it's not useful to have this demand as it made me mess up. In the post, The Seven Thinking Sins of Public Speaking, I've analyzed other common demands and explored how to diffuse them. I get that fear of public speaking can be debilitating, pardon me, and can have you avoid opportunities in your life. I hope this post has been useful to you in thinking through how you can best reduce your nervousness. Please let me know what you find most useful by writing a comment below. Blah, blah, you can do that if you want to. He's got 83 comments, actually, so... Um, so I thought that was a pretty good article, um, considering it's very relevant for what we're doing and, um, I don't know. It's going to be fabulous. It is. All you really have to do is just, I mean, you just got to be positive and, uh, be loud and clear for all to hear (laughs) and realize that we were asked to do something like this for a reason. Right. And the expectations is that we at least say something. (laughs) Yeah. Thank goodness for some note cards. Yeah, I don't know really if that's the biggest expectation they probably want us. I mean, they didn't expect me to look as good as I'm gonna. Holla. Holla. Pretty black for a white guy. Oh my gosh. Don't make jokes like that. It's a thing. Is that what you're saying? No. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Nothing actually at all like that. So... Are you excited still? I am. Good. Good. I'm always up for a new challenge. It's all about, remember, that mindset. Deep breath in, lion's breath out. You wear the confidence. You have the confidence. Shoulders back. And you got this. Well, this episode's only 15 minutes long, so... Oh. We can sure crank it out if you want. Well, you know... Short and sweet. Out of this list of 200 and some people that have bought tickets to this event, and out of all the tables, I think we know someone at every single one of the tables, except for like maybe one table I didn't recognize names. Other than that, 
we know a fair amount of people here, so it's just like talking to our friends. Yeah. That's um, what it's going to be like. That is, that is a good way to look at it, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, everybody's interested in what we're doing and in, in this, this movement. And so this, to me, is an opportunity to continue to build our reputation as uh, being positive uh, people and trying to spread positivity in unique and fun ways. So, um, uh, yeah. Oh, you know, one thing I posted in the group the other day was uh, uh, asking if people were interested in meditating. So that now officially will be a subject that I think I continue to pursue. Um, but I have been doing it myself, too. Um, I've had like seven sessions and uh, just downloaded the Insight Timer app. Um, at one point, I was using 10% Happier. They have a good beginner program there, too. But, uh, yeah, if you struggle from anxiety or, like, negative multitasking or there's a lot of different toxic uh, traits that you can look up to see if meditation could be helpful for you. It's not doesn't take place of religion or praying or um, they have worked very hard in what they call Western civilization to strip meditation of any of the, you know, spiritual uh, connotations or whatever that word is that they might have. So no issues there. Just um, basically you just are refocusing your mind and it takes away a lot of anxiety, it can help with depression, it can help with actually there the list is huge what it can help with and i have noticed a little bit of sense of clarity um i probably should have done it before we went and looked for the suit jacket because to be real for a minute that was a very difficult day for me i've realized even with um getting back to the gym and being uh pretty fairly regular with that i still have this belly problem that we're dealing with and when you have to go to a special section of the store to purchase your or to look at your clothing that's for me it was like uh whoa it's it's amazing how quickly you get into this uh situation and how difficult it is to climb out of it and still have that confidence and everything that we preach and the positivity and everything we talk about but just because i got a little jelly in my belly doesn't mean that i don't have some joy in my heart yeah and you know finding the suit part we had some fun with it. We made it a positive experience. Gianna was involved. Yeah, I don't always look forward to sometimes our shopping expeditions because they become people, everyone at some point becomes disgruntled in our trip. Um, and it was fairly positive. And if anything, I was the one that was crabby and I lashed out and I was rude because of my insecurities. And um, so... I had to check myself and apologize and realize where I was at and flip the, the day. Um, so we ate at a pretty cool joint, had some good food and um, an adult beverage that was unique. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll do a unique beverage. And then, uh, yeah, we hung out with little llama all day because little parrot was farming it up. She's a little farm girl. Mm -hmm. Gianna thinks that he looks like a magician and thinks he should carry a wand on stage. Yeah, I told the people that that were working with that today, and and they thought that was quite funny. So I think everybody's jacked up to see. So um, if you happen to listen to this episode and you were at that event, uh, leave us a comment somewhere. I mean, 
I do listen to some podcasts, but I think on Spotify and for sure Apple, you can leave reviews there. Um, we would make appreciate if whatever you use to stream us, if you can leave a review or go to our regular Facebook page, uh, the regular Facebook page. There's like 500 some likes on that one, not the group. Um, maybe I should just change the names back. So one says Positively Midwest Group and one just says Positively Midwest Podcast. So there's a little better definition. But anyways, um, leave us a review. We're open. There are still uh, a couple of different water bottles now and a couple of different tumblers that are available. Ooh, merch. And we have finalized our merch now. So we just have to find the time. Um, we have been quite busy on weekends but and doing some of these online classes. But we got to find the time to just build it. We'll have three different color options in a tank, a t-shirt, and a hoodie. And some new designs that Catherine threw together. So those are dope. Um, I'm good. You? Sure thing. Anything you'd like to say to the viewers, listeners, before we roll the out? Viewers, thank you, as always, for continuing to learn with us and grow with us. And I don't know, every every week we get better and better. I hope so, because sometimes this, the, we, it feels like we're on the phone having trouble trying to get off. And we're like, um, no, you say bye. No, no, you say bye. Okay, you're okay, bye. Love, bye. You. love you. No, no, you love you. No, I love you. You, you hang up first. Bye. You know. Thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for listening to the Positively Midwest podcast. Our hope is to inspire, engage each other's thoughts, and leave you with some great advice. Be sure to join our Facebook group and follow us on Instagram at Positively Midwest Podcast. Make sure you like comment, share, and screenshot our podcast with all your cool friends. Every little bit helps. We're on most all major platforms and you can stream it on our website at PositivelyMidwest.com. Thank you and as always, please always stay positive.